0: Hi, this is Dan Sheridan with Successful Savior Ministries. This is Lesson 10 in our series, The Plain Guide to Universalism. And in this portion, we're asking the question, what do universalists believe? Well, in our last audio, we looked at Article 1 of the 1833 Universalist Creed. And in this lesson, we're going to look at Article 2, which is concerning the character of Of God. Now, first, I'm just going to read uh, the Creed as it was written, and then I'm going to make some comments on the scriptures uh, upon which this uh, Article 2 is based. So, Article 2 reads as follows We believe the Lord our God is almighty and of great power, that his understanding or wisdom is infinite. That he is love itself, good unto all, and his tender mercies over all his works. That he loves all the things that are, and abhors nothing that his hands have made. For he never would have created anything to have hated it. That he is a just God and a Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And who works all things after the counsel of his own will, that in him mercy and truth are met together, righteousness and peace have embraced each other. And then at the end of this portion of the creed, they give the following scriptures. Genesis 17.1, Psalm 147.5, Psalm 85.10, Psalm 145.9, Isaiah 45.21, 1 Timothy 2.4, Ephesians 1.11, and 1 John 4.8 and 16. All right, let's look at this creed. First, we read that God is almighty. God says in Genesis 17, 1 to Abraham, I am the almighty God. And in this context, God is about to tell Abraham that even though his body is as good as dead and Sarah's womb is just about dead, that he is powerful enough to make them have children. Even though their bodies are as good as dead, God is the God of resurrection and he can make even old people who are past their prime, way past their prime, eligible to make babies. That's the God we have. He is the God of creation and resurrection. Second, God's amazing power is combined with his infinite wisdom. Now, can you imagine a being with almighty power who is at the same time unwise? Look throughout history, how many emperors and kings had so much power, and look at what they did with it, how they oppressed people and torture them but that's not the god of the bible even though he has unlimited power unlike the kings of the world his power is combined with wisdom our god is both almighty and wise the 147th psalm reads great is our lord and of great power his understanding is infinite so ponder this for a moment if god's wisdom is infinite and ours is finite, shouldn't we trust him even when we don't understand? Well, that brings us to our third point, that God is love, and love can be trusted. If God, who is almighty and infinite in wisdom, and as John says, is love itself, we can safely trust his power, wisdom, and love. Power, wisdom, and love have their perfect proportions in God. Now, this brings us to point four, where we read the Lord is good to all in the 145th Psalm and that his tender mercies are over all his works. You see, unlike the gods of the nations, the almighty, the all-wise and the all-loving God loves humanity. God hates nothing he has made, wrote Adam Clark, and could have made no intelligent creature with the design to make it eternally miserable. And it is high time The benevolent nature of the supreme God should be fully vindicated. Fifth, according to Isaiah 45, verse 21, God is a just God and a savior. He is just in that he deals with sin and death by eliminating them, not perpetuating them. There will not be a trace of sin or death left in his universe. He is a savior in that he saves every human being from sin and its consequences. Sixth, since God is a just God and a savior, he wills that all men be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And this plan is in accord with the counsel of his will, which will come to pass. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Paul's argument can be summed up as follows. There is one God and this God is the creator of all He has revealed his kindness to all, and he will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth, and he has provided a mediator for all who has given himself a ransom for all. And to quote Adam Clark one more time, he says this, As surely as God has created all men, so surely has Jesus Christ died for all men. This is a truth which the nature and revelation of God unequivocally proclaim. Seventh, and finally, according to the psalmist, mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. The question is, where did these meet? The answer is in Christ Jesus. When were they reconciled? Well, when he poured out his life on Calvary's cross. No other being in the universe can perfectly bring mercy and truth together and righteousness and peace, but God has done that through the work of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Beloved, this is the character of God, a God of almighty power and infinite wisdom who is love. He loves His creatures and has made righteous provision for them by putting away their sins and making peace, and this applies to the entire human race. All right, that's all we have time for. In our next lesson, we're going to look at Article 3 of the 1833 Universalist Creed, and it's concerning the mission and mediation of Christ. I hope you'll listen with me. Until we talk again, remember this. Jesus Christ is a successful Savior.